The Southern Cross by uh, <clears throat> Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Probably one of the most beautiful songs ever written by three cocaine addicts. <laughs> okay. It's, am- it's amazing what ca- cocaine will do for your creativity. As even the British poets, many of whom were opium addicts in the heyday of British poetry, it's amazing what incredible thoughts come through your mind when you're on drugs like cocaine, opium, and LSD, right? 1960s, fueled by LSD. Nevertheless, one of the most beautiful songs ever written by Crosby, Stills, and Nash should get much more attention than it does. You know, it really is probably their best song. But the uh, Jewish producers got tired of them. They wanted to go with disco. Right, they had to prove, and they had to promote racial integration, so they put these excellent artists and hard rockers, etc., into the background and promoted disco. I remember in Chicago, the, the white kids of Chicago hated disco, <laughs> and you may remember there was a an event in Comiskey Park where all the white kids brought their disco albums and threw them in a fire. <laughs> okay. Those were the good old days, folks. Those were the good old days. All right, let's get back into our show here. And we're going to be talking about the mistaken J. The mistaken J. Whoops, I got the wrong article here. Mistaken J. Oh, I, I don't know what I did wrong. Okay, here we go. Could the modern Jews be Israel? That's a different... Uh, that's a different... Oh, come on. It's giving me the wrong article. So I guess I'm going to have to go back into the chat room and get the right article. I don't know why this happens, but they they uh, delete the, the article I want to read from and give me a different one. Anyway, here it is. The Mistaken J by the website www.yaiway.org, which is a Christian identity congregation in central Missouri. 
And I want to start with the words, Would Hebrew parents give their baby a hybridized Greek name devoid of any meaning, especially such an important name that would identify the very Savior of the world or of Israel? No, because as I have been explaining, the letter J did not exist at this time. And the word Jesus is merely a transliteration of the uh, Hebrew slash Aramaic Yahshua, which means Yahweh saves. That has a meaning. That word has a meaning. The Greek word Jesus, or actually Yezu, did not have a meaning. It's just an attempt to pronounce Yahshua in Greek. So, not to say that if you use the name Jesus, you're not worshiping the true Savior of Israel. Not to say that at all. I just want you to understand that that meaning, that word, when it was first composed, did not have any meaning. Now, it may have that same meaning for you, but let's consider our heritage, who we are, and the fact that we are Shemites, we are Israelites, we are Hebrews, we are Caucasian Israelites, and we are Christians, real Christians, not the hybrid Judeo-Christian that you have today. That's, that's garbage teaching. Let me ask this question again. Would Hebrew parents give their baby a hybridized Greek name devoid of any meaning, especially such an important name that would identify the very Savior of Israel? No, they would not. They would call him Yahshua, or it translated into Jesus. Okay, now we can say it's been translated because we have given it the meaning of Yahshua. But the original Greek word Jesus did not have any meaning, nor did the Latin word. It was just a transliteration. An next heading here, how did Yahshua become Jesus? It is necessary that we understand the prefix Yah has come to us in the form of Yeh, Y-E-H, a type of which is found in Yeshua, commonly used for Yahshua. It is also manifest in the names of Yehovah and Jesus. Almost any scholarly reference work will acknowledge that the rabbinic tradition has suppressed the true name Yahweh centuries before the Messiah came at Bethlehem. Writing Yahweh's name in the Hebrew, Jewish scribes inserted a Shewa, that is a, what they show as a colon, instead of the proper gamets, T, thus changing the vowel sound, ah, in yah, to eh. This was done to conceal the sacred name, thus yielding the improper Yehovah and Yeshua. Now, maybe this caught on in Judea when the Pharisees ruled, because the Aramaic is, from my understanding, is pronounced Yeshua. And Yehovah is a rabbinical construction. Even Strong's Concordance falsely spells it and pronounces it Yehovah. It should simply be Yahweh because they have been influenced by rabbinical Masoretic teaching. This is practiced even today by such groups as the Jews for Jesus, who are a totally fake group. There is no Jew for Jesus who contend that Yahshua is the Jewish way to say Jesus, leaving out the A-H. No, Yah. They don't. They hate the name of Yahweh. They hate the name of Yahshua. And that's why they have done all this trickery in the translations. 
This may have been done to avoid offending the Jews and their proscription against even the short form of Yah. That is probably very accurate. Strong's Hebrew dictionary clearly shows the erroneous vowel pointing of Yah to Yah in the first column of page 48, where the resulting Yah is obvious. In every name in this column, a shewa, a colon, appears under the Hebrew letter Yod, and the pronunciation given following the Hebrew spelling that begins with the prefix yeah. So this is Jewish Jewish meddling with the text. Using the E instead of the proper Ah is another ploy of the adversary to do away with the family name Yah, the first syllable of both Yahweh's and Yahshua's name. And it is truly a family name because we have been surnamed by Yahweh with this syllable. Yah, Jeremiah. Eliyah. Trying to think of some of the other uh, Hebrew Israelite. Uh, you know, uh, uh, well, I think I said Isaiah, right? So there's numerous names in the scriptures that have that surname. We are surnamed with his name. Eliyah. Judah. His, his name is conceals the name of Yahweh as well. So it's not J. There is no J. It's not Jew J. It's not Elijah. It's not Isaiah J. It's Isaiah. Okay? That's the way it's always been pronounced. That's always been the way it's been spelled by us Israelites. Okay? Because the fact is, English, German, even Greek, and Aramaic are. Caucasian languages, because the the Arameans were our kinsmen. They were also Caucasians. Using the E instead of the proper A is another ploy of the adversary to do away with the family name Yah, the first syllable of both Yahweh's and Yahshua's name. This explains how the E came about in the name of Jesus, or Jesus, which it was original pronunciation, was Jesus. And even the um, the British and, and Irish scribes who be, before the the land of Britain was converted to Catholicism pronounced it Yezu, no J, Yezu. Okay, and uh, yeah, what was that song by uh, who uh, the Oratorio Yezu man. Uh, Man's desiring. Yezu, I'm not giving the whole title, but Yezu. It's pronounced Yezu, and it's sung that way. That's because that's the way people pronounce it before the letter J was introduced into, and uh, and the, the pronunciation changed in the middle 1700s. Okay? The next letter in Jesus S results from the fact that the Greek has no SH sound, only an S sound, which is sigma. So therefore, the Yahshua was changed to an S. Again, the, the word Jesus is merely a transliteration to pronounce it as best as they can for the Greeks. This was incorporated into the Latin text. The U in Jesus comes from the U in Yahshua. The New International Dictionary of New Testament Theology explains, quote, 
Jesus, I-E-S-O-U-S, is the Greek form of the Old Testament Jewish name Yeshua. I think they're mistaking uh, Jewish with Judahite name Yeshua, arrived at by transcribing the Hebrew and adding an S to the nominal uh, to, to facil- facilitate declension, that is to ad- accommodate Greek grammar. Because it doesn't, it doesn't work in Greek un- unless you add the, the two S's in there. The final S in Jesus is the Greek nominative masculine singular ending. See, it's Greek grammar that has determined the spelling of the word Jesus. Matthew 1, 8-11 contains the genealogy of Joseph's line, where we can find similar examples of S added to produce a Greek-inflected Hebrew name. So Uzziah becomes Ozias. Hezekiah becomes Ezekias. And here we have two more examples of the Yah surname. We are surnamed. And there are women in the Old Testament who are surnamed by Yahweh as well. Jonah becomes Jonas, or Jonah becomes Jonas. The errors that we find among names in most versions can be traced to translators. The early Christian translators relied upon the Greek translation called the Septuagint as their source of the Hebrew scriptures. Is it not significant that even though these Hebrew names were Grecianized or Hellenized, that they still are recognizable? Why then in English versions does Yahweh's name become changed to a completely foreign God? (laughs) Yes, God, G-O-D, which comes from Elohim, while Yahshua mutates into Jesus, a substitute that is not even close to the original. Well, God is not the name of Yahweh. God is one of his titles. Why the change when even the name of the adversary, Satan, retains its original form, Hebrew form, And close pronunciation, meaning Satan. Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, number 7854. I guess the Jews did not want to lose the correct pronunciation of Satan. Adam Clark's respected comments on the inferior early translations are informative. He states, quote, Through the ignorance and carelessness of transcribers, innumerable mistakes have been made in ancient names. I have been advocating that these names should never have been translated from the Hebrew. Yahweh should never have been mistranslated into L-O-R-D. Never. That's a Jewish trick. These also have suffered very greatly in their transfusion from one language to another, till at last the original name is almost totally lost. Besides, Neither the Greeks nor the Romans could pronounce either the Hebrew or Persian names. And when engaged in the task of transcribing, they did it according to their own manner of pronunciation. Clark's Commentary, Volume 3. Clearly, some overzealous scribe tampered with the text of the King James Bible, and what we have have is a New Testament in which the name of Yahshua has been adulterated and almost obscured. For an example of this, look at Acts 7.45 in the King James Version. The sentence reads, quote, Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles. <laughs> there's, there's, there's two very bad translations here. Elohim. Drave out before the face of our fathers 
unto the days of David. Okay, so it was Yahshua. Even not even a reference to Yahshua, our Savior, but a reference to Joshua in the Old Testament. Into the possession of the Gentiles? No. Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Joshua into the possession of whom? Of the nations. Namely the Canaanite nations. Whom Yahweh drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. Unfortunately, David and Solomon had made compacts, covenants, with these Edomites, either by trickery or by you know, stupidity, and violated Yahweh's laws. Okay, But the account is actually speaking of the Old Testament Joshua, the son of Nun. Yeah, it's not talking about Jesus. An oversight by the King James Translation Committee. Another example is found in Hebrews 4.8. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Unquote. Many study Bibles will have notes on these two verses pointing out that the more correct name is Joshua, the son of Nun. And we, in identity, maintain the pronunciation of Joshua instead of Yahshua to distinguish the two. If I'm talking about Joshua in the Old Testament, I'll use the word Joshua. And if I'm talking about what people call referred to as Jesus in the New Testament, I will use the name Yahshua to distinguish the two. So there's no confusion. Okay? There are times when you have to make distinctions. Okay? So, certain translations, other than the King James, have corrected this error and inserted Joshua in the text. Very good. But the King James translators, since, I don't know if maybe the New King James has made the correction, Thus, we can see that this name is the same as that given by Moses to his successor in Numbers 13, 16. It is also the name of the Savior corrected with the Yah. This shows how the translators overzealously changed all the Yahshua's to Jesus, even when it referred to someone in the Old Testament, not our Savior. Go to Strong's Hebrew Dictionary and peruse page 47. Take special note of the second name from the top of the right column, number 3050, Yah, which is spelled Y-A-H-H. Notice this is the correct spelling and pronunciation of the short form of Yah and includes the Kamitz under Yah. That's spelled Q-A-M-E-T-E-S. Kamitz, which is under Yod. 3050, Yah, or Yah, it's pronounced Yah. Although author James Strong is noted for his classic concordance, his understanding of the name was lacking, and he used the erroneous Jehovah. However, his, his is correct in listing number 3050 as Yah, Y-A-H-H, spelling it with the vowel A instead of E, and the double H to bring out the Ah, right? Yahweh. Pleasant to the ears. Yah. They. Actually, many authors have stated that the name of Yahweh represents the in-breath and the out-breath. You breathe in, Yah, and they out. You can breathe in. It's not 
pronounced when you breathe in because you're breathing in. It's hard to pronounce the word breathing in. It is possible, but you have to practice it. Ya ve, ya ve, ya ve. And it's the breathing in and the breathing out of the sacred name. Yet we must understand that his name, Yahshua, is also included his father's name, Yah. It is the short form, the prefix of the name, Yahshua. Followers of Yeshua will be carrying that name in the kingdom, Ephesians 3, 14 and 15, Dan 9, 19. The custom of reading a substitute name when the Tetragrammaton was encountered in the Hebrew Scriptures was carried over into the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. That is a Jewish custom, not a Hebrew custom. The Septuagint had the same thing, but however... I have done shows on the fact that the Septuagint overrode the Hebrew, the, the, the Hebrews, the true Judahites and true Israelites of the early days spoke Hebrew and they translated and they, they wrote the New Testament in Hebrew, not Greek. But because the vast majority of incoming members of the dispersion the ten tribes, the lost ten tribes, never, you know, they had lost their language 700 years previously. They didn't know any Hebrew, so they, they had to switch to Greek, and that's why everything is Hellenized now in the New Testament. Okay. The translation was said to have been made by 70 Hebrew translators. We're talking about the Septuagint now for the king of Egypt who wanted a copy of this great book of the Hebrews for the Grand Library of Alexandria in Egypt. The letters LXX, meaning 70, are often used as an abbreviation for the Greek Septuagint translation of the Old Testament. And actually the Septuagint is a really good proof text against the Masoretic because the Septuagint contains a lot more information and the original Septuagint even though it was written in Greek from left to right, contained the Paleo-Hebrew Yahweh right to left. We have all kinds of evidence that this is the case with, with examples of writing from various places around the world, including America. The letters LXX mean 70 are often used as an abbreviation for the Greek Septuagint translation of the Old Testament. In making the Greek translations, the copyist inserted the four characters of the Tetragrammaton in gold letters of the Hebrew. And unfortunately, he's not, he doesn't have Paleo-Hebrew. I have physical evidence that it was in Paleo-Hebrew wherever the name Yahweh was to appear. However, the pronunciation was pointed with the vowels of Adonai. After the death and resurrection of the Messiah, there arose a demand for a Latin version of the Hebrew Old Testament by the expanding church. These early translators were not skilled in the Hebrew language and actually detested the Jews, <laughs> right, for their fake Hebrew and refused to learn the Aramaic or Hebrew tongue. Yes, that is the case. They were ignorant of Hebrew and were often ridiculed by the Jews for their ludicrous pronunciation of Hebrew. See this booklet section on why the terms God and Lord on page 26. And what about Jehovah? Scholars know that Jehovah could never be the name of the Heavenly Father. Aside from the error with the letter J, 
this word has other problems. Even the Catholics, who have been given the distinction of inventing the word Jehovah, I actually think it was the Jews who invented it, know it, know it is not the Father's name. Note what the New Catholic Encyclopedia says under Yahweh, quote, Judging from Greek transcriptions of the sacred name, YHWH ought to be pronounced Yahweh. The pronunciation Jehovah was unknown in ancient Jewish circles, right, falsely ascribing the, Bible, the Old Testament to the Jews, in ancient Judahite circles, and is based upon a later misunderstanding of the scribal practice of using the vowels of the word Adonai with the consonants of Yahweh, page 1065. That is correct. It was the Masoretes who added the vowel points of Adonai to the YHWH, thus creating the hybrid Jehovah, or actually Yehovah. In the preface to the revised version of the Bible is the following quote: "The form Yehovah is of late, or Jehovah is of late medieval origin. It is a combination of the consonants of the divine name and the vowels attached to it by the Masoretes, but belonging to an entirely different word." <laughs> The sound of Y is represented by J and the sound of W by V as in Latin. The word Yehovah does not accurately represent any form of the name ever used in the Hebrew. Thank you very much. Page 6 and 7. In the introduction to the emphasized Bible, the editor Joseph Rotherham writes, quote, The pronunciation Jehovah was unknown until 1520 when it was introduced by Galatinus but was contested by Le Mercier, J. Drusius, against grammatical and historical propriety, unquote. Rotherham continues his analysis of this ghost word, quote, erroneously written and pronounced Jehovah, which is a merely a combination of the sacred tetragrammaton and the vowel in the Hebrew word for Lord, substituted by the Jews for Yahweh, because they shrank from pronouncing the, pronouncing the name. Now, since we are Israelites, there is no commandment anywhere in Scripture that says you shall not pronounce his name. That's Jewish tradition. Because they, as Luciferians and Satanists, don't want to pronounce the true name of Yahweh. They will uh, they will abbreviate it, add to it, subtract from it, etc., etc., as they see fit, so, so as to avoid pronouncing. In fact, they, even the word God they spell it G hyphen D. Okay, they don't even want to pronounce that word or spell that word correctly. So again, this is all Jewish manipulation of the Hebrew text that causes us to mispronounce and misspell these names. To give the name Yahweh the vowels of the word of for Lord, Hebrew Adonai, and pronounce it Jehovah is about as hybrid a combination as it would be to spell the name Germany with the vowels in the name Portugal. Gormuna. Very good. Excellent example. Okay. Now this is how far afield these translations are from the truth. How far away can you get from the truth? if you follow Jewish pronunciations. That's how far away you can get. Okay? So let me just quickly check into the chat room here. Okay. 
<laughs> the tree of knowledge of Jay. Who's Jay? A Jew, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, seven of them just getting back. <laughs> seven of none says beautiful music. Yeah, that's Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and the song is The Southern Cross. Southern Cross. And uh, Nimble Horse recreates the uh, the uh, site that we're reading from here. Okay. Okay, so Nimblehorse, the personal name of the Christian Savior, late 12th century. It is the Greek form of Joshua, Greek form of Joshua, which was pronounced Yahshua, used variously in translations of the Bible from the late Latin Jesus, I-E-S-U-S, copied from the Greek, properly pronounced as three syllables, uh, not necessarily, from the Greek Jesus, which is an attempt to render into Greek the Aramaic, that is, Shemitic proper name of Yeshua, Hebrew Yahshua, Yah is salvation. Thank you very much. That's what the word means. This was a common Jewish personal, no, not Jewish, Judahite personal name during the Hellenizing period. It is the later form of the Hebrew Yahshua. Okay, very good. Jews for Jesus, right? Jews for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Hosea. Hezekiah. Lilia, meaning little Yah. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one, Lily. She might have inserted that with a sense of humor. Okay. All right. And Yahweh. I mean, all the evidence tells us that the original pronunciation was Yahweh. That is what Hebrew scholars, non-Jewish Hebrew scholars, virtually 100% of them teach. It's only the Jews with their false insertions who are trying to flummox us, deceive us with their lies. Okay? That's what's going on here. Okay? We are the victims of Jewish hyperbole, Jewish deceit, Jewish this, and Jewish that. We are really having to uncover the lies of the Jews. That's what we do here at Eurofolk Radio. Okay, let's continue. Perhaps the best explanation of how the word Jehovah came about is made in the prestigious Oxford English Dictionary. A photocopy of its entry on Jehovah is shown at the top of the page. Well, not this page. I think uh, this page doesn't have that. The sacred name was deemed too holy to pronounce. By whom? By whom? By the Jews. Either because of this fact or because its four letters are also employed as vowels. And we talked about that last time. They can be substituted as vowels, just as the... French word we, O-U-I. The O-U sounds like a W, we, but it means yes, or yavol. The vowel points for Adonai were inserted, alerting the reader to say Adonai rather than blurting out the sacred name Yahweh. Along came Christian scholars in late medieval times who didn't realize what had been done. Not skilled in Hebrew, they mistakenly combined these added vowels with the tetragrammaton, and the result was the hybrid combination 
Jehovah. The Jewish Encyclopedia says about the name Jehovah, quote, This name is commonly represented in modern Jewish translations by the form Jehovah, which, however, is a philological impossibility. This form has arisen through attempting to pronounce the consonants of the name and the vowels of Adonai, page 160. So even the Jewish Encyclopedia admits this. The Jehovah's Witnesses themselves admit that Jehovah is inferior to Yahweh. In their book, Let Your Name Be Sanctified, page 16, they quote the Roman Catholic translator of the Westminster Version of the Sacred Scripture saying, quote, I should have preferred to write Yahweh, well, he leaves off the H at the end, Y-A-H-W-E, in which, although not certain, is admittedly superior to Jehovah. On page 17 of the same book, the Jehovah's Witnesses write, quote, In harmony with the practice that had developed among the superstitious. <laughs> so you want to be in harmony with the superstitious? Is that what you want to do? The vowel signs for Elohim or for Adonai were inserted at the accustomed places in the text to warn the Hebrew reader, the Jewish reader, to say those words instead of the divine name. Okay? So those of you who refuse to use the name of Yahweh, you have been flummoxed by the Jews. It's just another Jewish trick. By combining, combining, and I was just gratified, I mentioned this yesterday, when I went to the Shepherd's Chapel in Gravit, Arkansas, I was greeted by a, I think it was granite, a granite inscription, I am that I am, which is the meaning of the word Yahweh, I am that I am. By combining those warning vowel signs with the tetragrammaton, the pronunciation of Yahweh or Yahweh were formed. They add another syllable, which isn't necessary. Then on page 20, they quote the lexicon for the books of the Old Testament by Kohler and Baumgartner under the tetragrammaton. Quote, the wrong spelling Jehovah, revised version, the Lord, occurs since about 1100. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't around 1100 when the Masoretic text was completed? And then it offers its arguments in favor of Yahweh as the correct and original pronunciation. As I said, nearly 95%, probably more like 99% of the scholastic world understands this and knows this. But many are afraid to reveal the source of the corruption as being the Jews. Because why? Because they are supposedly God's chosen people. In the foreword of their Bible, the New World Translation of the Christian Greek Scriptures, published by the Jehovah's Witnesses Watchtower Bible and Tract Society, they say on page 25, quote, While inclining to view the pronunciation Yahweh as the more correct way, We have retained the form Jehovah because of people's familiarity with it since the 14th century. That's not the real reason. The real reason they use Jehovah is because they bow to the Jews. In our search for truth, we must retrace our steps and boldly proclaim his true name and not follow tradition or erroneous understanding. 
Biblical names reveal the person, as I stated earlier, biblical names are actually sentences or exclamations. And we are surnamed with his name in the short form, Yahweh. The German word Yah, meaning yes, is clearly a pronunciation of the Hebrew name Yah, and it is a very positive reference to his name, Yah, Yavol. We have transliterated it to yes, or yeah, which is actually closer to Yah than yes. We probably added the S based on Greek influence. Our culture today looks on names as little more than labels, although we still talk about having a good name and speaking of being true to one's name. No, we don't. <laughs> Very few people have a good name anymore. The Jews will see to that. All white people have a bad name. In fact, the white, the word white or Aryan or Caucasian are today dirty names, dirty words, thanks to the Jews. These expressions are carryovers from a time when the name expressed and conveyed a person's attributes and character. In the Hebrew, Bible names all have meaning. At times, Yahweh or Yeshua, or sometimes parents, changed the name of individuals, giving them a special name that had a new meaning. For example, Abram means exalted father. Later, his name was changed to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. And Rebekah, Rebecca, she's got that surname, Rebecca. It says we lost the Y in there. Rebecca means, be thou mother of millions. Or actually, be thou the mother of thousands of millions or billions. She can't have been Jewish, otherwise the Jews would be millions, (laughs) thousands of millions, which they are not. They never have been. They have never been a company of nations. In fact, they never had a nation until 1948, which they stole from the Palestinians. They admit this in their own writings. The Jews have always been a people in search of a nation, a place. But Israel is a people, not a place. And the Jews are not Israel. Isaac means laughter because his mother laughed when promised a son in her old age. She was 90 years old. And Abraham was 99. Jacob means heel grabber or supplanter. Yeah, because he replaced Esau. But that was Esau's fault because he sold his birthright to Jacob. Because he supplanted his firstborn brother Esau. And this was all prophesied by Yahweh. And since Yahweh prophesied it, it had to happen. His name was changed to Israel, meaning contender or perseverance with El. Okay? Who's El? The angel. The angel was either sent by Yahweh, which is probably correct. He wasn't wrestling with Yahshua, as many people contend. 
he was wrestling wrestling with an angel and he had divine help to wrestle with the angel he uh tore his uh his ligament in his thigh but his name was changed to Israel Ishrael meaning contender or if you translate it literally men contending men contending with L or men ruling sorry men ruling with L or over L meaning contender or perseveres with L when he wrestled with the angel in Genesis 32 an eye-opening study of the names of the 12 tribes of Israel appears in Genesis chapter 29 and 30 situations surrounding the birth of each of these sons is reflected in their individual names the Hebrew Dictionary found at the back of Strong's Exhaustive Concordance provides a fascinating exercise in the meaning of the names. So we don't just make up names as blacks and other non-Israelites do because they sound nice. In his book, Our Father Abraham, Jewish Roots of the Christian Faith, that is, Judahite Roots of the Christian Faith, Marvin R. Wilson writes, quote, In Hebrew thought, the name of an individual was considered to be more than a title or a label for identification. Rather, a name was believed to reveal the essence, character, reputation, or destiny of the one to whom it was given. This is why the moral law of Moses forbids defamation of another's name by false witness. Exodus 20.16 Thus, the name of every Hebrew sent out some sort of message with it unquote and that is absolutely correct thank you yes this is absolutely correct and our people have lost sight of the fact that our hebrew names have meanings and are often complete sentences okay so let us continue this is good stuff folks really good stuff okay Again, I, I see what the problem is. I've got two versions of my browser opened, and so that's why I'm being misdirected. So I have to maintain the correct uh, version that's open. Okay, so let's continue. The message of Yahweh's name throughout Scripture is that it is sacred, and one either accepts it or finds oneself in opposition to him, right? Even Israelites can be his followers or his opposition. The Erdman's Bible Dictionary explains, quote, Yahweh's name reveals his character and salvation in which people may take refuge. Psalm 21, Isaiah 25, 1, and Isaiah 56, 6. To treat Yahweh's name as empty is to despise his person. Oh, I like that. Exodus 27 page 747 okay so mr zimmerman who has created this website i saw the light of lucifer i'm sorry i saw the light <laughs> ministries.com despises the name of yahweh and many christians have been deceived by him yahweh the most sacred of all names. And I'm only going to do, this will be the final episode. You can read this article for yourself. 
and get the full thrust of this because I'm only about a third of the way through. Yahweh, the most sacred of all names. Yahweh's name is high on a level all its own. No name is more important than the personal name of the one we worship. Not only is this true name, is this true because names have great significance in Hebrew, but also because Yahweh himself tells us to revere his name and not to bring it to obscurity through substitution and disuse. Exodus 27. The word vain in the third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of Yahweh thy Elohim in vain, is the Hebrew shoah, meaning to rush over to bring to devastation, uselessness, ruin, and by implication, neglect. That's what the website I Saw the Light of Lucifer does, folks. That's what it is doing, and deliberately so. Because, as I revealed last week on Restoration Hour, the owner-operator of that website is, in fact, a Jew who loves blacks and Latinos and Mexicans, but does not like white people. So any white person who follows that website is being severely deceived. Severely deceived. The one attribute describing Yahweh's name more than any other is its holiness. His name is not to be blasphemed, Leviticus 24.16, or desecrated. It is to be treated with reverential awe because it expresses the essence of Yahweh himself, which is, of course, is I am that I am. I am being. I am being itself. Being is Yahweh. Existence is Yahweh. We would not exist if he did not exist. We would not be if he were not. We can bring his name to ruin by falsifying it. If you remove an author's name from the books he wrote and reprint them with another name in them, you falsify his works. The same is true when translators take his name from the scriptures and insert generic titles in its place. How can we presume to call upon Yahweh and his son Yasha with titles like God and Lord that are used in the worship of other deities? Elijah or Eliyah, my name, my L is Yah, was calling the people's attention to the same issue in 1 Kings 18, demonstrating that the true Heavenly Father has a personal name, and that they, in their, good, in their ignorance, were calling on titles of Baal, Baal Gad, or Lord God, in their worship. See HarperCollins Study Bible. Note on Hosea 2.16. Baal was the chief deity of the Canaanites. Yeah, the Jews want to substitute their god Baal which is translated as Lord in place of Yah. Yahweh charged that they had forgotten his name for Baal. Jeremiah 23, 26-27. If Yahweh was displeased with the substitution Baal, why would he not just be just as provoked with today's substitution of, of an equivalent word, Lord? Yahweh's name is so central to salvation that the Savior's name bears it as well. He is the Son, the salvation Yahweh sent. You could say Yah is the family name of the Heavenly Majesty. Author Wilson notes. Oh, great. <laughs> my, my screen deleted the, the name. 
somebody's somebody's messing with me here. <laughs> okay, I have to go back to. Uh, actually, yeah, I have to go back to. And just open up the browser again for Eurofolk Radio because it just disappeared off my screen. So let me go back and get back on to the chat room. And I'll have to open up another copy of this because that's twice now that it has disappeared off my screen. Fortunately, putting the reference into the chat rooms is helpful because it allows me to get back to it easily. Okay, so I'm opening it up again, and I'm going to have to scroll down. I was about a third of the way down, and, oh, there's so much evidence in this article of the true name of Yahweh and the false substitutions created by Jews and those ignorant of Hebrew and Aramaic and who think that if you're pronouncing Hebrew and Aramaic words, you're acting like a Jew. No, they don't know that the Jews aren't Hebrews, that the Jews aren't Shemites, etc., etc. It's an ignorant statement, a plain ignorant statement. Okay. So let me see. And what about Jehovah? We went through that. Okay. Okay. uh, I'm almost there, folks. All right, Yahshua, a name given in Hebrew to a Hebrew, okay? Because there is no J sound in the Hebrew contrary to what I saw the light of Lucifer exclaims because there is no J sound in the Hebrew, the prefix J does not exist in Hebrew. The combination word Jesus is not Greek, it's not Hebrew. In fact, it is completely without philological meaning in any language. Yet Gabriel told Mary and Joseph that the Messiah's name, being given from the very highest authority in the heavens, was special. It had a specific connotation, a precise and very important meaning. The angel said he would be given this name because he shall save his people from their sins not the world certainly not Jews and Edomites who are his people we are his people Caucasian Israel the covenant people scholars acknowledge that the name given through Gabriel was the Hebrew Yahshua see any good study Bible with marginal notes on Matthew 121 and Luke 131 as well as the biblical sources listed here. Yahshua means Yahweh is salvation. It must be noted that whenever a message was given from on high, it was to those who understood Hebrew, which is called by some the heavenly language. Thus, when the angel told Joseph, a Judahite, not a Jew, a Judahite, even this article has problems, that the Savior would be born of Mary, a Judahite woman, that he was to call the baby a specific name. This name would hardly have been Latin, a Latin Greek name such as Jesus. How his name came to us as Jesus in our English Bible, such as the King James instead of Yahshua, 
is interesting. So I think we have time to go through this. The Savior's true name in Hebrew letters looks like, well, they, <laughs> they don't have the Paleo-Hebrew. They have the Jewish block Hebrew here. Anyway, it's Yahshua. Read from right to left, as in all Shemitic languages, his name begins with a Y, known in English Bibles as Yot, Matthew 5.18, but in the Hebrew it is the Yot or Yod, pronounced with a D. Yotta carries the sound of I as in machine, if it's at the certainly at the beginning of a word. Just as in French, we, the O U is pronounced like a W, we, okay, and it contains the sound of the I as in Hebrew. This double E sound is then followed by an A, which is much like an ah sound, so yeah, okay. The E, the double E, has carries the sound of a Y. Yeah. This diphthong is pronounced Ya or Ya, which is the short form of the Heavenly Father's name, Yahweh. We see it in the suffix Hallelujah. And in the names of many people of Scripture, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Obadiah, Zechariah, Zephaniah, etc. And none of these are, have ever been pronounced Isaiah J, or Jeremiah J, or Obadiah G, or Zechariah J, or Zephaniah J. No, never. Nothing like this has ever been pronounced, despite the claims of I saw the light of Lucifer.com. And add the suffix Shua, meaning salvation, we have Yahshua, the salvation of Yah. That the language spoken was Hebrew is clear from Matthew 1.23 where the Savior is referred to as Emmanuel, a purely Hebrew word meaning El with us, or God with us, and is so translated for us in that passage. You can see for yourself that the name of our Savior was Yahshua by referring to Strong's Concordance Greek Dictionary. Look up the name Jesus in Strong's, which shows that it first appears in Matthew 1.1. He came unto, oh, that's John. John 1, 1, he came unto his own, and his own knew him not, with reference to number 2424. Turn to the Greek dictionary in the back of Strong's, Greek because it is in the New Testament, and note the following entry. Jesus, E-A-Y-Zeus, or Zeus, actually, it's an S, not a Z, as many pagans try to claim that Zeus is insinuated that Jesus is actually Zeus <laughs> of Hebrew. I mean, all of the nonsense we've had to, you know, cut through to get to the truth, folks. All of the nonsense from pagan sources, which often are Jewish sources as well, from pagan and Jewish sources, all the nonsense we have been taught because of the false insertions of letters and names in the Hebrew Bible. And it says here, of Hebrew origin, not pronounced like a Z, but pronounced like an S, or actually should be Shua, Jesus, i.e. Yehoshua, that's Jewish influence there as well, the name of our Lord and two or three other Israelites, Jesus, or Jesus. We learn the Savior's name is of Hebrew origin from 309. In the Hebrew section of Strong's number 391, 
has the Hebrew characters that are transliterated into English as follows. Quote, Yehoshua, Yehoshua, from number 3068 and number 3467, Yehovah saved, Yehoshua, or simply Yah saves, the so-called Jewish leader. We know he was not a Jew. Yehoshua, Yehoshua, Joshua, compare numbers 1954 and 3442. So even the, uh, the uh, concordances and lexicons are contaminated with Jewish contamination. By the time of Yahshua's birth, the accepted form among the Judahites, not Jews, was not Yehoshua, but the shortened form Yahshua. In the Old Testament, this, this name is spelled Joshua, but it's still pronounced Yahshua, and is found in Numbers 13.16 of the King James text where Moses changed the name of the Israelite general from Oshia, or Hosea, to Yahshua. That is from salvation or savior to salvation of Yah. Most reference works agree with Kittle's Theological Dictionary of the New Testament statement on page 284, which states that the name of Yahoshua was shortened after the exile to the form Yahshua. Okay? Some agree to it, but I, I think the extra syllable was added by the Jews when they changed it from Yahweh to Jehovah or Yehovah. Okay? couple more references here. The fact that the Greek dictionary number 2424 refers to reader back to the Hebrew section of Strong Concordance clearly shows that the name of Jesus stems from the Hebrew Yeshua. It is rather doubtful the derivation of Jesus is from the pagan deity Zeus, uh, they actually mentioned that, of the Greeks. However, some draw a relationship of, to the salvation or healing of Yah-Zeus spelled E-A-Z-E-U-S, according to the Dictionary of Comparative Religion. Well, the, the Greeks were wrong about that. Quote, the Greeks generally identified the chief god of other peoples with Zeus, Amun Hadad Yahweh. From Bucks and Schoen, Werterbuch der Antica, or Antiquities, or you know, ancient world, under Jesus we find Jesus, really adapted from Greek, possibly from the name of the Greek healing goddess Yezo. I didn't know there was a Greek goddess with that name. Obviously, the Greek comes from the Hebrew. The Greek comes from the Hebrew. The Greeks, in fact, were Hebrews, and they lost the knowledge of the fact that they were Hebrews. Okay, they're actually a combination of Hebrews and Japhethites. Okay, folks, that's enough on this subject. By all means, read this article on your own. Get familiar with it because it is the exact opposite of what is told by the Jew Zimmerman at I Saw the Light of Lucifer. Or the exact title of his website is I Saw the Light. What is it? The exact <laughs> ministries. I Saw the Light Ministries.com. His name is Zimmerman. He admits to being Jewish, folks. Take care. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Don't be deceived any longer. The Jews want you to forget his holy name and start pronouncing things their way and start living their way, which the world, by and large, pretty much has done. Even the Christian world has become Jewish, unfortunately. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition, take care, and bye-bye.